Welcome to the Powered Services Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the information, strategies, and insights you need to supercharge your MSP. Get ready to hear from other MSPs and industry experts in the trenches and behind the scenes to help you change the future of your MSP and increase your MRR. Now, here's your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Powered Services Podcast. Uh, We've got a good one for you. Uh, Will, uh, nice to, to have you along again. Yeah, thanks, Dan. It's uh, it's good to be back again. Yeah, it's uh, we're getting back in the groove. You know, this is our second episode after taking a couple weeks off, and uh, the rust is finally, uh, I think, kicking off. And uh, I think we got a good episode today. You want to talk about uh, who we've got on and uh, what we're going to be kind of talking about? Absolutely. So today we've got with us uh, Eric Weinmayer. And if you were at Connect a couple of weeks ago, uh, I hope you had the opportunity to hear Eric speak. But we, we have. Um, do have him on the podcast with us today, so we're very excited to kind of uh, hear a little bit of Eric's story and talk about some of the some of the things he can share with us about staying motivated uh, and accomplishing things, you know, in the face of uncertainty and, and adversity. So um, let's jump right into it. Um, Eric, number one, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, welcome to the show. My pleasure. Good to be back with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know in your title, when we had you listed at Connect, uh, we list you as an adventurer and an explorer. And I read through um, you know, your, your webpage, I've read your bio, you've been into to so many things. It's just uh, absolutely, absolutely fascinating to me. But I know the thing that um, you really want to talk about and, and go through is staying motivated and kind of that no barriers lifestyle, uh, you know, is the, uh, the name of the, the organization and, and kind of your motto, I would assume. But if you would start out and tell us a little bit about your story and, um, and kind of what you've got going on. Hmm. Well, um, I uh, was a teacher for six years in my early life. And I could have taught forever. I really loved it. I loved interacting with kids. I taught middle school, English and math to sighted kids. Uh, I'm totally blind. Uh, So uh, after six years of teaching, I decided I wanted to try a life as a, an adventure, which, you know, I guess was like being a Jamaican bobsledder, a blind adventure. And so I was, there weren't any blueprints or anything. I, uh, but I couldn't get the idea out of my head, you know, like I'd been climbing mountains and uh, climbing big rock faces and doing these big adventures in the summer. And I, and, and there were some things I needed to do in the winter and it wasn't really fair to the kids to be taking a month off to go climb a mountain. So I had to make that decision. And, uh, and so, yeah, I've been, I've been making it work ever since. I think I left teaching in 1997. So I've been uh, adventuring for a long time now, and it's been really fun to push the envelope and uh, to start No Barriers, which is our organization, you're right, to help people with challenges, break through barriers, to sort of tap into what they have and understand that what they have, what they can build inside them is, uh, can surmount the real barriers that exist in the world. And then once they kind of go through their personal journey and healing and uh, re-entry back into the world, um, how now do I serve others? How do I elevate my life and uh, my family and the world around me? So that's in a nutshell what I spend a lot of my day uh, doing, working with our communities at No Barriers. Perfect, perfect. So I was looking at your website uh, a little earlier this morning, and I saw a, a, a quote that you had on there. You said that um, shortly after going blind, you received a newsletter in Braille that was talking about 
taking a group of uh, blind kids rock climbing and, you know, you share that your first thought was who'd be crazy enough to, to <laughs> take a group of blind kids rock climbing. So I signed up. So that's what yeah. you did. I yeah. love that attitude and kind of, <laughs> Hey, let's, let's bring the challenge on and go see kind of what's happening and just, just kind of face it and get into it. And, you know, as well, we look, it's a good message. I tell this to kids all the time. I mean, like I say, say yes. Right. Like I'm not saying say yes to crazy things. Like I'm going to get in my car and drive when I've drunk alcohol. That's like an insane risk, but like everything you say yes to, if you feel like, Hey, I have trust in this process and I'm in good hands and there are experts there that can take me under their wing and help me figure this out. I'll, I'll be on the fast track to growth and success. If I show gratitude and I'm open to the process and that really became part of the DNA of no barriers as well. Yeah, no, that's really inspirational stuff. I mean, it's, it's really cool to hear. I mean, your story, like Will was saying, looking at your webpage, lots of things out there. A couple questions we had for you. Um, and the first one was being, you've navigated some pretty challenging and unpredictable circumstances. Uh, and I think it's it, it's safe to say in 2020 and 2021 uh, have been pretty incredible, unpredictable times. Um, you know, how do you recommend uh, that to our listeners? How do they stay motivated, you know, during these challenging times? Because I think we're all dealing with it in some way, shape or form. And just like to get your uh, your your sense on that. Well, I think first of all, at No Barriers, what, what we talk a lot about, and we kind of like really buy into this idea that our lives are a bit of a map, you know, like you're trying to navigate, you're trying to build that map for yourself and then navigate forward. And what does that map look like? What's the template look like? And yes, it's usually these processes begin with questions without answers uh, and some self-doubt and some fear, like, you know, what if I... What if I throw myself at this project and I fall short or I find I'm not as good at something as I want it to be or, you know, circumstances get in the way and uh, or and and so I think that kind of sh- sometimes can shove people to the sidelines and uh, and 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 now they're kind of living this safe but yet dark yet stagnant uh, life and they really want to be out in the current. So I guess I think the question for us all is how do we get out there, you know, like how do we in, in, in my terminology, how do we climb? How do we continue to challenge ourselves every day of our lives until the day we die? So a fundamental question I ask myself every day, and you know, am I climbing? Am I challenging myself? Am I exploring? Am I evolving? Am I growing in certain ways? I think that's right there, just like a foundation to motivation, you know? Or am I camping? Am I stagnating a little bit? Uh, and so uh, I think the beginning of that process works with something that, I mean, you could call it anything. I call it vision. Uh, and I, I think it began really when I saw Terry Fox, who is a, a runner. He ran across Canada. He had cancer and he lost a leg to cancer. And then he decided to run across Canada as this incredible project to raise money for cancer research. I think his name alone has raised like almost a billion dollars in cancer research. Uh, and that was this amazing decision as a, as a, as a single leg amputee, uh, to run across Canada. And, th- and there was such a light in Terry, uh, that seemed to transcend that fragile shell of a body. And I wanted to tap into that light. I, I mean, I didn't know what to call it at the time, you know? And so I, I started, trying to grow what I had inside and say, okay, 
okay, I got fears, I got reservations, I got anxieties, I got doubts, but how do I translate those into my deepest yearnings? You know, like what kind of person do I want to be? I think the what comes later, the why, the foundation comes first. And so for me, it was asking myself, who do I want to be? I want to be a person who uh, lives an adventuresome life. I don't know what that is going to look like. I'm only 14 years old at that time. I want to be a person who shatters my perceptions of what I think is possible and not. I want to be a person who is part of great things and part of great teams. And uh, for me, most importantly, I didn't want to be imprisoned uh, by my own fears. And so those became sort of guiding values and action to, you know, all the things that I was, have been able to do. But I think it really does begin with this dive inside to say, okay, who do I want to be? And why is it so important I get there? Uh, so that I think is foundational. Yeah. And then I think along the way, of course, there's challenges and setbacks and uncertainties. And so, you know, again, how do we not use those as dead ends, as, you know, as, as uh, obstacles, as ceilings, but when we face the, these challenges like COVID, how do we kind of use them as catalysts to, to grow further instead of the ending point, the beginning point? And so uh, I, I call this alchemy, this idea of taking lead and turning it into gold, trying to take struggle and challenge and spin it and turn it into uh, energy and fuel and wisdom and purpose uh, and innovation. And you see that so much, especially in my no barriers community, where these people are kind of bleeding and flailing their way forward, you know, people with physical and, and invisible barriers. So I, I believe in that process of alchemy. Uh, and I've seen it really transform people in the face of adversity. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I know that you talk about and that you write about as well, Eric, is uh, roping up with great people. Um, I'm curious to hear a little more about that. Kind of what, what do you mean by that? And kind of what are you looking for uh, in people that you're going to rope up with? Hmm. Well, first of all, I mean, you want them to have the skills and so forth that that they kind of need. You know, like when I was building my Everest team, of course, you know, we needed really strong young people to carry, a, you know, the weight, big packs. And and we and we had, you know, technical guys who and women who could really climb really steep stuff. And, you know, so we wouldn't get stopped there. We had a, we wanted medical people to keep everyone safe. So, yeah, of course, you're building the right skill set, but also you're building the right mindset. I think that's even more important. So PV, our team leader on Everest, I remember him saying, uh, you know, like when we meet almost every morning planning uh, Everest and he'd say to me, hey, I had another dream. And it's like this ongoing dream. It's you and I were uh, climbing over the Hillary step and we're side by side and we're reaching the summit together. And uh, I and he said, uh, and I wake up from that dream so energized, like you know, if I could be part of getting you to the summit, it will be the hardest thing I ever do. And I thought, wow, that is so fascinating because one, I hear a bit of ego in there. It's the greatest thing, hardest thing I ever do, but uh, ego can be good. It's can, it can be energizing. If you can channel your ego, your energy into something really big and important to serve your team and, and the world, that's great ego. And PV definitely had great ego. Uh, 
And so I, I look for people who are who are excited by challenge and not deflated by it, essentially. Uh, they, they say, oh, gosh, there's so many things that we got to figure out, but let's go through this process and let's see how far we can take it. That That's a really powerful kind of mindset to, to have, I think. Absolutely. One of the other things that, you know, the no barriers, we've been talking about that and you've been able to, that you found it helps organizations reach their goals. Um, and I know we've talked a little bit about this already, but like, what can you tell our listeners about this mindset and how they can apply it to their everyday lives? We got a lot of MSPs on here. They're doing, they're, they're running technology businesses. And then obviously we have personal lives, but how can you take that no barriers mindset and, and, and put it into our, our lives that we deal with on a daily basis? Well, I think I come back to this idea that this no barriers process is this idea of looking at our lives and sort of trying to figure out, okay, what does that growth journey look like for me? You know, am I climbing? Am I challenging myself in some ways every day? Not to the point where you're terrified, but just like a little bit, it always brings in a little fear and, and worry. You know, am I building the right vision to be the foundation of who I want to be? Am I performing alchemy? Am I, you know, or am I letting these obstacles crush me or am I figuring out how to turn them into, you know, something bigger, something more important? Am I building the right team around me? Um, you know, in the mountains, you're actually roped together with the people around you. So it's really cool because it's terrifying in a way. You, you sum it together, you die together. So who am I deeply linking my fate with in, in this journey? Uh, and, and so just asking yourselves these sort of template questions that sort of frame up what your journey looks like. Where are you? You know, this is not a unique story, whether you're selling software or whether you're blind and climbing mountains. It's at a macro level. It's all the same. It's all part of the human experience. We've all been struggling for thousands of years since the beginning of human history. The story repeats over and over and over and I think at the end of that process, when we have those summits, you know, we pound our chest a little bit. We say, yeah, we did it as, together. Then how do you come down the mountain, I think, and use the gifts that we've earned through our struggles to, to somehow figure out how to elevate our lives and our families, the world around us. So I think that's, for me, the culmination always is like always grounding it in the idea of. Am I elevating the world or my family, my community in some way, or is this just like this totally um, selfish pursuit? Yeah, hundred um, percent. So I'll ask you a, maybe kind of a fun question that uh, will, will bring things around to technology a little bit. So as you look at your daily life, what's what's the one piece of technology that you use constantly on a day in day out basis? And if it were to go away, it would definitely present you with a challenge that, uh, you know, you'd have to figure out how to, uh, how to, how to do it without it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a blind person uses all kinds of technologies, right? Like you're using yeah. a cane or a guide dog. I know the guide dog is a living creature, so it's maybe weird to call them technology, but in a way it is, it's, it's, it's an amazing living technology <laughs> that, uh, that the dog is seeing for me and uh, helping me to navigate. I mean, I use an iPhone or a smartphone. I use computers that talk to me and they make the computer keyboard talk. Um, I, the, I think, but the, the, the coolest technology I've seen lately for the blind is this thing called Ira, 
And uh, it's kind of of a concierge service for the blind. So I call them up on my phone. There's agents all around the world. You can usually always get an agent and they can see through the camera. So it's very simple and they can help you match your clothes or, or, or look at your pill bottle or that can, is that a can of bean or a can of corn or, um, or, or am I matching my socks? Right. You know, like I don't want to go to work with a blue sock and a black sock um, or, or they can help navigate you through a mall or to the nearest coffee shop, you know, cause they can see you on GPS. They can help you with financial information, you know, banking information that's maybe a little bit complicated online, or they can call Lyft for you uh, if, if that app is not accessible. So I found that IRA is just this amazing uh, uh, technology of you have um, this low tech and high tech uh, support, uh, and, it, and it helps blind people to kind of just get out into the world with a little more confidence. I remember being totally lost in a park in a giant parking lot and we were just wandering around and I was like, Hey, I climbed Everest, but I cannot figure my way out of this parking lot. And, uh, I called up Ira agent. I kind of did a 360, and they go, yeah, I think there's a path over there. And then we, and we, we figured it out together. So, um, so I think that's a wonderful support system. And a lot of companies are, um, getting subscriptions to Ira so that they can help their uh, employees who are, who are blind. So as we as we kind of wrap this up, you know, you've been giving out a ton of great information that I think, you know, you have a really inspiring story as well and just all the different things that you're doing and uh, and how you're helping people have the right mindset. Um, kind of looking at this from a different angle is what's the one technology is obviously a technology podcast. What's the one technology you can't live without and why? Well, one that would be Ira. Um, that technology is amazing that I just mentioned. Um, I, I would say um, for, for me, also another amazing technology for the blind is a a, an, a, an, uh, a technology called the Brainport, and uh, it's it's kind of experimental technology for the blind. And what it is is it's a video camera that takes a digital uh, image takes a digital video, translates through a little computer that I wear in my hand, like a little remote control. It used to be a giant computer, but now it's been miniaturized into like something you can hold in your hand. And that translates that visual image into a, onto a plate, a tactile plate that I wear on my tongue. And so, um, so what the camera is seeing is projected onto this tactile plate with these 500 little vibrating pixels. They're actually called tactors. And they pop out on my tongue, sort of like when you touch your tongue to a battery. And so um, what I'm feeling on my tongue is shapes, uh, lines, uh, you know, blobs of things that are, are three dimension that represent three dimensional objects in space, like a cup. Uh, I, I, I use the device to um, teach my son how to read uh, when he was when he was little uh, because I could read the cue cards with my tongue. Uh, I use it to play games like tic-tac-toe or, 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 or uh, card games like war, you know, kind of simple card games where I can see the, the numbers and the shapes on the cards. I've even used it to climb um, where in the rock gym, let's say, I can look up and the holds, because they contrast the wall behind them, they pop onto my tongue and I can reach out and grab those holds. So I say uh, Brainport is another amazing technology 
for the blind. And, and eventually I think they'll probably combine that technology with like GPS and, uh, and, and, and uh, radar and all kinds of, you know, a, a multitude of technologies that enable uh, blind people to be even more independent. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, neither one of those um, applications you're talking about are things I was aware of. So uh, it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wrap up here, Eric. We, we certainly, again, appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, it's great material and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you. We'll, uh, we'll wrap things up here. And for everybody out there that's listening, be sure to uh, join us for our next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Powered Services Podcast with Dan Tomaszewski. We're dedicated to giving you practical information, tactics, and strategies that you can use to supercharge your MSP. If you liked today's episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast, signing off. Cool, guys. Thanks.